Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right, Joe, you go out to the mound to take the pitcher out and he throws the ball over the center field fence. What do you say to the pitcher? Well, I mean, my biggest concern was the injury. You know, that he hurts himself and that he's not ha- able to help us moving forward. But it, it's not like that he threw it when Terry was close to the mound. He threw it really early. It was out of frustration, and I always tried to be more lenient um, when it was in the heat of the moment. You know, I thought Terry did a great job. I thought he when he walked to the mound, he established who the boss was. And Trevor was apologetic, and I think he just move on. Okay. So you don't make a big deal out of it. You let it go. No. Okay. No. Um, uh, my concern is the injury, so that's what I'm going to talk to him about. The idea of you're looking for guys not to help you if you're a first-place team like the Yankees. You're not looking for guys to help you in August, September. You're looking for guys to help you in October, which is a whole different deal. Um, from that standpoint, what are you looking for? Are you looking for guys who are sharp right now, or are you looking for guys that have reputations right now, or are you just looking for, I mean, what are you looking for right now when you're, look, when you're looking for something so finite? I think you're looking for stuff and pedigree. What, you know, what have they done when they've been in the big moments? That sort of thing, you know. You look at a Madison. His pedigree is great. You know, his ERA is not a lot different than it was in 2014. His stuff is not a lot different. But when it was time to pitch in the playoffs, he was a lot different. Um, Trevor Bauer has the experience. Stroman has the experience. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some relievers. I'm looking for guys with stuff that have the ability to strike people out. Because if, you know, for, per se, a team's not able to acquire a starter, and that's what they're looking for, maybe they build their bullpen up more. And you don't expect as much out of the starter that starts that day in the playoffs. Do you have a fear of using young guys who uh, don't have any postseason experience? If they have live arms, are you willing to do that, or is that too risky? No, I'm willing to do it. But to me, the key there is how much do they have left in the tank? Because that extra month, you know, your first couple of years is difficult um, because you're not used to it physically and mentally. And how have they responded in, in the tougher games is if you're in a close race in September, if you're in a wild card race, those, those are the kind of things. I mean, I went right away and we started Severino. We went and got Chad Green, um, you know, a, a young guy. I was not afraid because I had seen him pitch in tough situations and not be phased by it. Um, as you – Listen, you have a big lead, and you go and you have a week like the Yankees had, where they got their starters got killed all week. Uh, what would worry you about that week, if anything? Nothing. Um, you know, maybe there was a little fatigue. They had played, schedule-wise, they had played 17 days in a row. Um, and I know that there was a rain out, but you had a double header. Just a little bit of fatigue. I, I just think it's one week. I don't worry about it. If it persists for, you know, two or three weeks, then you start to, you know, you question it. If it's two or three starts for guys, three starts for guys, and they're really struggling. But just going through the rotation one time and a couple other guys, you know, twice. I mean, Herman bounced back. I don't, I don't make too big of a deal out of it. You know, when the Yanks are out shopping, Joe, and they have 
starting pitches here, and they're out shopping for pitches. Uh, are they sending the message? Do you, as a manager, have to work on the psyche of the guys here about, hey, they don't really believe in me. They don't trust me when it comes. They got to be out there shopping for starting pitches right now because they don't believe in us in October. Yeah, I, I think that's some of the concern that you go through, and, and that's why I always, you know, I would always publicly say I'm worried about the guys in the room. I'm not worried about what if. I believe that these guys can get it done in the room. I've seen them pitch at a very high level. I've seen them hit at a very high level. So we make a move, we make a move, and we'll handle that. But I believe in these guys. Do you believe that you can get these guys sharp enough that you put some confidence in them before the postseason gets here if guys have been struggling like a Hap or a Paxson, guys like that? Absolutely, and I think what what you're able to do if you do have that big lead that they have ten on the loss column is you can you can spread it out a little bit more where maybe they're pitching once a week in a sense and they're not getting fatigued and they get that life back in their arm and their, and their fastball and they feel better about who they are. What about guys who are like a Syndergaard who's on the, uh, who knows he's on the block here and he doesn't know if he's going or not. I mean, he doesn't know if somebody's going to ring the bell. He's on the mound tonight. Do you need to have to say something to a guy like that or you just leave him alone? No, I, I mean, I would have probably talked to him. I'm sure that they've had a couple of talks about, hey, control what you can control. And I know that's easy to say. It's not always easy to do because there's anxiety in, in people when they don't know where they're going to be. No matter what their job is, a lot of times there's anxiety. So, you got to help them control that anxiety, have a couple talks with them, maybe one talk, maybe have your pitching coach have a talk with them. Just go out and do your thing. Do you, th- do you believe that relievers are uh, fixable year to year as far as uh, do you expect very big swings in performance from relievers year to year? Um, well, it depends on the quality of the reliever. If you have top-notch relievers, there's usually not a huge swing. How about Diaz's year this year? You know, would yeah. you be looking at him as someone you can fix after two brilliant years and then a tough year this year? I, I do. I, I think he's definitely fixable. Um, you know, it's just kind of location for him. I don't see a drop-off in his stuff. His slider has not been as good, um, and that's something that you can work on. He's had a good fastball. Yeah. And he's, so- he's hung his slider a lot. It's not like he's 32, 33 years old. No, he's a, a baby. Kid. Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah. And his, his arm is alive. So, yes, I believe that he will get on a roll again. Yeah, so, I mean, when a guy's hanging his slider, what does it tell you? He's just not finishing his pitch. You know, there's probably some indecision. I've heard him talk a little bit about the ball's team slicker this year, and it's learning how to deal with that. Um, but, you know, it's, a lot of times you're just not finishing your pitch. Talking to Joe Girardi, as you know, you've seen these teams. If you had a team that got on a crazy roll and you're the manager, you don't like like the Giants, like the Indians. You don't want to make any moves, right? You want to just go about your business, right? You've been killing it for a month. Yeah, you know, I, I would be surprised if Cleveland moved anyone because you know they're a couple games out of of their division. Um, they are. Right there. I'm a little bit surprised. They have a three or three and a half game in the wild card. So I would be surprised. I know they have to think about the future. So if you trade a Trevor Bauer, I have to get a ready-made position player and a ready-made pitcher. You know, you know, for example, like I would want a Domingo Herman back. That's, that's who I would want back. You know, there's some innings limitations on him this year. So that's who I'd want back. And I would say a Clint Frazier. And if you want Trevor Bauer, come get him. If not, He's available maybe in the offseason. 
I'll tell you, if you were the Giants, if you pulled the plug on Bumgarner, you might pull the plug on that whole race, on that whole rally they're having right now. I mean, that could oh, be that big for that team. I, I, th- I think if he's traded, I think they'll fade away. And, and here's the toughest thing about San Francisco. If you allow your emotions to get in, which is human nature, which all of us probably have, you want to see Boach have one last run. You want to see Madison have one last run and see if they can run, you know, complete this. They've won World Series being a wild card team. Yep. But, but when you look at that team, I don't, and they do have a good bullpen. You know, position players, do they match up against no. the Yankees, the Dodgers? No. Or Houston? They don't. No. So that's what, you know, if you can take the emotion out of it, you know, I think he gets moved. If you can't, I think he probably stays, and he probably signs back there. How much that? Plus, you know, you got to worry about you're going to have an empty ballpark for two months if you pull the plug on him, too. You know, those fans, they're going to be mad. Yeah, and, and I think that's something they have to worry about because he has meant so much to that organization. Boach has meant so much to that organization. So I do not envy Farhan one bit. Yeah, I, I think, you know what, I think the way they've gone about this you have to let them try to complete the run. I think you have to live with it and just deal with it at the end of the season. Whether you wind up signing Bumgarner back or not, I think you just got to let this run go on because you heard Bumgarner say that this is he thinks this team's playing as well as any team he was on. Yeah, yeah, and they have a very, they have a very good bullpen and some of these young kids and the moves they made have provided some offense for them. So I, I believe they're going to go, they're going to let it play out and see what happens. Um, but I don't know if that's the best thing for the organization moving forward. A lot of talk about Grenke getting traded. A uh, lot, lot of talk about Grenke going and to a team he wants to go to, to the Angels. That it may be Grenke to the Angels. I don't know what the Angels are giving them, but I mean that you know that could that could move the Angels, who are only I mean they're only five games out of the wild card. You never know; they could maybe get in the mix there. Yeah, it would shock me because what's he got left? Ten starts. So he would probably have to go nine and one in those starts to even give them a chance. I don't think they can compete against Boston. I don't think they can compete against Cleveland. And offensively, they're pretty good in the middle, um, but they don't have a deep offense. They don't have a deep rotation, and they don't have a deep bullpen. So I think it would be difficult for them. Houston goes after guys that everyone says they think they can fix. Is that being too overly, uh, is that believing too much in your own abilities that you think you can fix these guys on the fly? Well, I mean, you got to remember, they're going after guys with a lot of talent. Right. And they're making them better. You know, having a, a four ERA or a three nine in the American League, there's no shame to that. But they seem to make them better. Um, and they've been able to do that. So, you know, that's why I think you probably hear Syndergaard's name a lot. Well, Wheeler, because uh, of the spin rate. Wheeler. They like the spin rate yeah. on Wheeler. guys, And Boyd on uh, Detroit, who gets who rings the bell with the analytic numbers also, uh, as a guy who, you know, is pitched in tough luck, that kind of thing. You know, he's got a lot of balls that should have been caught that, you know, dropped in and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I think their analytics department does a wonderful job, and I, and I think they help them acquire players. And then they go to work on them, and the players make the adjustments and are better than before they got there. Yeah, well, I guess it works, right? I mean, it has worked yeah. for them so far. Um, Minnesota, you talked about them. They've they've started to try to make moves to get a little better in their pitching department. How do you think they're doing? Uh, well, they better do some more. Um, I, I think you saw 
what the Yankees were able to do through their bullpen, and that would be my biggest concern for them. Yeah, they should have um, won those games, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yes, They need more strikeout stuff down there and some more power arms to compete, I think, against the Astros and the Yankees. Boy, they beat the Yankees up with their bats, though, didn't they? Yeah, well, you could say that, but the Yankees ended up winning. The they did. Series, so the Yankees they did. beat them up. They too, did. So. They did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, they they score a ton of runs. They really oh, do, man. I, they swing the bats. And, you know, when you swing the bats like that, give them a chance and go get them some, you know, some – don't be afraid to trade away a guy and go get someone that can really help you in the back. And, and the they, have, they have what the Yankees always had, what the Red Sox always had, and what I think separates lineups. When you're good at the bottom of the lineup, you kill pitching staffs. And that's where yeah. – when you can't – when there's no easy outs, and that's how – Good Yankee teams, good Red Sox teams. When you put good hitters in the eight and nine slots and there's no breathers in that whole lineup, too hard to pitch to those teams. Really difficult. Uh, it, it just it wears the starter out. And you think about the game the Yankees had against the Red Sox. It was the number five hitter, Didi, against Sale, and number seven, eight, nine, the Kilding. Yep. One through four and um, six didn't really do much. So when you have a lineup that is, is really deep, it's just hard to get through it three or four times. Very difficult. Um, Washington, you know, it seems like every time they get something rolling, something happens that's bothering them, you know, that, or something happens that, that impacts them. You know, they're having a, they've had a great run and everything. But, you know, they got to be wondering where they are with Scherzer right now. Yeah, that, that would concern me because this is the second time that this has happened. Um, for their sake, you, hopefully it's only 10 or 15 days and you get him back, but I mean, that top three at their rotation, and you can include Anibal Sanchez. He's done a really good job. Uh, they, they have really put them in a good spot. Their offense is healthy, um, which it wasn't, you know, in the month of May when they were struggling so bad. So they're a club that you wouldn't necessarily want to face in a five-game playoff because you're going to get, you know, Scherzer, um, Strasburg, and Corbin, and you might get Scherzer and Strasburg again. How about that central race now with the Cardinals, Milwaukee, and the Cubbies all basically within a game of each other? Yeah, I think it depends on what week who you think is going to win the division uh, is what it really comes down to. And, you know, I think everyone kind of wants to to pick the Cubs, but they haven't been able to take off, I think, offensively. Um, Their lineup has not been a deep lineup you know, what you talked about earlier, and I think that has hurt them. I think Milwaukee's lineup's a little bit deeper, but I think the Cubs' pitching is better, and then you look at the Cardinals, and all of a sudden they've got hot again with Goldie getting hot. So I, 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 don't, I don't even know who to pick. I really don't. And, um, you know, the Cubs and Cardinals are facing off tonight. The Cubs are 6-3 and three against the Cardinals this year, but no one has won a road game. So they're in St. Louis tonight. So I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, interesting. You know, uh, and and you have you know those. T- it's interesting right now where where the Phillies are. Um, you know, the Braves. We know what kind of talent they have, and they have a a, a serious. They have a serious uh, minor league system that they can use. They have players down there. Everyone likes their players down there, from what I understand. So it's going to be interesting to see which team makes a big move here. You know. There's, yeah, there's some really good races. You know, you look at the Atlanta, their flaws might be they're not, their starting pitching is not giving them enough, and, and that's a concern, and could they use a, a, another veteran in there? I think so. Um, you know, Keiko has done a pretty good job for them, but they could probably use another one, and they got so much to give. You know, uh, you know, if you could go get someone, 
I don't know, like a Granky. You could you could give you know a lot to Arizona, and if they get them to pay part of the salary, it probably works for you. So I think they need another starter, but. I think they're the most talented team in the division, but it doesn't mean that they'll win. You want if you bring a starter in, a guy who's a name guy. I mean, uh, are you looking for him just to keep you in games? I mean, is that basically it to go out there and give you six or seven good innings every time he goes to the mound? Is that basically it, just keep you in games? Yeah, well, I mean, if you bring in a guy like a Grinky, a Madison, a Bauer, you're looking for them to give you seven innings and and to have a lead. You know, to give yep. up only a couple runs, that's what you're looking at. Not not these starts where you go six innings and you give up four runs. No, I, I think you're expecting more from those guys. Um, maybe some of the lesser starters, yes, just keep us in the game and give us a chance so we can turn it over to our bullpen. But if you're getting some of those big boys, you know, if they're available, you're expecting more. Would you rather get a pretty good starter now or would you rather get a decent reliever? Um, just depends who I am. What what team I am? If I'm Minnesota, I, I want I want a really good reliever. If I am Houston, I'm looking for a starter. Uh, you know, if I'm the Yankees, I'm probably looking for a starter. If I'm Boston, I'm looking for relievers. Um, Tampa, I'm probably looking for a starter and a reliever and maybe a bat. If you're you know, if you're if you're the Yankees though, can you get someone? Can you get someone you can act, if it's not Bumgarner? Can you get someone that you think could actually help you in the postseason, or are you just going to worry about that when you get to the postseason? Well, I, I think Grinky would. Yeah, um, I, he I think, he's not coming to New York. You know, he doesn't no, want any part of New York. No, you know? I don't think so yeah. either. I think Trevor Bauer could, but I, I just don't see Cleveland trading him. I, I really don't. And then could a Wheeler? I think he could. He, you know, I think he has the stuff to do it. Could he do it? I don't know, but I think he has the stuff to do it. Yeah, so could Syndergaard if he got him, too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I don't expect that to happen. I mean, a Wheeler, the Yankees could – I don't know if the Yankee Mets have made a tr- make a trade, but, I mean, a guy on Wheeler's level, how about the kid in – how about Boyd in Detroit? Do you think he helps you at all, or is he on a, yeah. a lower level? No, I think he does. I, I think he would I think he would do well with the Yankees. I don't think – he wouldn't be expected to go as deep. He's got – very good strikeout stuff. He's left-handed, which is good for Yankee Stadium. I think he could help. Do you? I mean, if you brought another lefty in there, what is that telling you about Happ and Paxson and Cece, though? Well, I, I think you're trying to get you know a through the season, number one, and not wear your relievers out. And, and number two, I think you're fighting for home field advantage because the Yankees are so dangerous in Yankee Stadium. So, what is it telling them? CC's probably going to need maybe one more break after this. You know, I, this is I don't think this is abnormal that he's went on the TL a couple times because of that knee. So um, I don't think you can have enough starting pitching. And you get to a point in September, you may want to go to a six or seven man rotation, and that would help. Um, some of these Yankee relievers hot and cold a little bit lately. Not great, you know. They've had their moments. Uh, is Chapman becoming too slider reliant? Uh, or are you okay with how he goes about pitching now? No, I'm okay with how he pitches. You know, the big thing is that he's able to throw his fastball for strikes, but I'm okay with how he's pitching. He's had a rough month, but I mean, you see other closers have rough months. I mean, I don't think it's abnormal what they went through. Um, they also face some pretty good offensive teams, you know, some of the best in the American league. So, I don't worry too much about the bullpen. The only thing I worry about the bullpen for the Yankees is if they're too fatigued. 
Do you think Batances can? Is it realistic to think you can get something out of Batances this year? I, I think so. I, I think you can get something. I think you can get something out of Severino. And, and look, if Severino comes back and pitches like he did in the first half last year, even for a month, and then you have the month of the playoffs, that's a pretty good top end starter. Do you think you can stretch Severino out to a decent level this year, or is that too much to ask? Well, he's starting. He has not thrown off the mound, I don't believe, yet. So he's at least probably got another month before he's ready, I, I would think. But, I, you know, if they want him to start and go four or five innings. But, I mean, why couldn't he go four innings his first start, five the next? You know, that sort of thing. You kind of build him up. Or maybe when he gets there, he can give you 50 pitches and the next time it's 65 and then 80. And then you're getting into where you need to get him. There's no more, uh, there's no pro more of a pro than Tanaka. We know that. Uh, but nobody liked going out there and giving up 12 and 12. I mean, let's be honest. No. And it didn't work out right because they were behind, they didn't have a lot of pitches that night. And he looked like he'd settled down before he got tagged the second time. Like he gave up the seven and then he had a couple of scoreless innings and then he got tagged again. So it was 12 before they could get him out of there. Nobody liked that 12 and 12. I'm sure it, annoyed him to have that on his on his record that 12 and 12 for that night but do you think that actually something that really bothered him or not really um i think it probably bothered him for a couple of days but he'll move on and probably the best thing that can happen for him is the yankees just have this two-game series and he'll get a little bit extra rest and move forward because i mean let's be honest that's a that's a proud guy right i mean 12 oh that's, yeah i mean 12 is going to raise you that's going to raise your era i mean his era for the season now is 4.79 after that game i mean it go, it, he probably shot up about a run that night with that thing, it, it went up about point eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's you don't ever want to see that happen to a starter and he threw a lot of pitches in a short period of time so yeah there's a concern there but he's a pro and he'll bounce back yeah so i mean if it was someone else you might what do you think's going on with paxson what 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 do you think the key is to get Paxson to be the guy that we've seen glimpses of this year. Tom, it's the second inning when he goes out there. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I mean, maybe you change his warm-up routine a little bit. And the thing is, guys are such creatures of habit. But you, you, you got some, some you know, information saying, look, the first inning is really tough on you this year. We're going to have to make a little adjustment. If you can get him to buy in, maybe he gets by that first inning and then he's really good. I mean, let's be honest. He's had some dominant games this year. He really oh, has. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing that tells me that he couldn't do that in a playoff game, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, he can be really dominant. And what you'd like to get him to do is to roll off about three or four good starts in a row at the end of September where he's feeling really good about himself. What do you think a guy like Syndergaard, who's been so outspoken, you know, takes, you know, uh, puts on his social media, met for now, uh, all this stuff. He's going to the mound tonight in Chicago. You know there's going to be a million scouts there, Joe, in, in front of him. Uh, he's an emotional pitcher who throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, do, what do you think is going through his head right now? Um. Anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, and just wanting to get to 4 o'clock tomorrow. You know, and you hope that he's able to focus on his start. Does he take the trade as a slight? Does he? Does a guy like that take it that I can, I'm on the block, that means uh, they don't think I'm as good as I am? I mean, I, I could see taking it that way. I could see the idea that how dare they even think of trading me kind of thing. Right. Well, but if that's the way he takes it, I want to see how he responds because if he responds, responds in a positive way, that's a great thing, you know, for me. So, 
yeah, you know, they're thinking about trading you and it's about control. Well, go show them. Go show them why they shouldn't trade you and why they need you moving forward. And maybe we do get into this wild card race. And if not, we have, you know, four really, really good starters going into the next year. And back to that dominance, that intimidating pitcher that he was, you know, three or four years ago. Well, you watched him last week, Joe, against San Diego, which was a dead team when they came in. He walked five guys and gave up four hits on 0-2 pitches. I mean, you're like, what is he doing? You know? I mean, yeah. you know, you just think that he's just not concentrating. Yeah, I, I think there's probably, you know, like I said, probably some uncertainty in his mind about what's going to happen to him, and maybe it's affecting him. You know, I get, I get you know, pitches. Uh, did you like to fill your pitches' heads with a lot of things at these crazy times of years, or do you want to more leave them alone at this time of year? Uh, you know, I just wanted to have one little brief conversation with him about controlling the things that you can control and just go out and do the best you can because none of us are really in charge here. It's it's the people upstairs that make the moves, and, and if you are moved, it will be end up being better for your career, I'm sure, in a sense. So you just try to give them positive thoughts. And, and the other thing is I would tell them, go show them why they shouldn't trade you. Go, go show them that you are the guy and – and you should be in the playoff rotation. I mean, that's the other thing that, you know, I would tell them too. Does everybody settle down after the deadline like that? Now, this year the deadline's final, so there's no more changes after tomorrow. But did you sense in teams that they settled down after the deadline? I, I did. Um, there was a lot of nervousness, I think, sometimes with some of the younger players in the clubhouse because, you know, if you're a New York Yankee, you don't want to leave the New York Yankees. And, um I could be the guy that was traded, you know, that I'm the, the guy that they want in, in this trade. Um, so I'm sure there's anxiety in a Clint Frazier or a Tyro Estrada down there um, over these next couple of days, and they're trying to get through it. Can you believe the impact that some of these guys have had on the Yankees this year, like Mabin, Urshela, Talkman, these guys? It's, no. it's unbelievable. Mabin is like, he's like one of the leaders on a team. I mean, it's amazing the impact he's had on that team. Yeah, it's like it just rejuvenated his career coming to New York and getting in a system there that that it, it, he fits really well and he plays against left-handers. And, I mean, Urshela has gotten know, hot again now. Players. And now he's gotten so, hot again with the bat. Yeah, he, all yeah. of a sudden he, he looked like he was cooling off. And then all of a sudden now he's gone crazy with the bat again. Yeah, um, it's a, it's been incredible what they've gotten from – you know, what you might want to call some role players. Or journeyman. You know, journeyman, yeah. yeah. But a lot of times when you win World Series, that's what you get. It's, it's, it's not necessarily from all the players that you expect. It's from the role players that get big hits and big times um, and just do a tremendous – I mean, remember the job that Shane Spencer did when he came sure. up in the month of uh, – I mean, it was absolutely yeah, he hit 10 incredible. home runs. He hit 10 home runs. Yeah. yeah. You know, so sometimes it, it's out of nowhere. You know, but we say this, and I know it's something that's normal to us because we've lived it all these years, but it really is something that and, – and I know it gets too much play because it's the Yankees, but – when those guys walk into the room, a lot of those guys, those journeymen and stuff, me, coming to the Yankees and being in the locker room means a big deal, right? I mean, it means a yeah. big deal that they're with the Yankees, right? I know it meant a lot to me when I came, you know, and I had about six or seven years and seven years, and it just meant a lot to put that uniform on, and it just made you feel like you were a better player, and it helped your confidence. And um, Or the other, other side is sometimes there's an intimidation. Right. But um, it was very exciting for me every day to put that uniform on. 
No question. It, it, it seems that we, I, we have had some pitchers who haven't handled it well, like Sonny Gray, who just you know were, just couldn't handle the pressure very well. Yeah, I, I, and sometimes I think it's harder to hide as a starting pitcher. And you get to go out once every five days as opposed to being a position player where you get to play a lot and you can change you know, the rhetoric fairly quickly. For a starting pitcher, sometimes it's difficult. All right, Joe, thanks very much. We'll talk Have to you next week. Night, Thank Mike. you. All right, All right Joe Girardi, bye-bye. back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.